On The Go podcast is brought to you by The Sanctuary. For more information, please visit www.thesanctuarychurch.com. Advent is something I was not familiar with, and it's okay if you're not familiar with it. Uh, but just understand, it's just a long-standing tradition. That's all. It's just a traditional thing. Uh, as much as your Christmas tree, I bet many of you have no idea where the Christmas tree started. Uh, Christmas tree, it goes way back, way, way back. Uh, actually, did you know that the ornaments on them used to be pieces of fruit? Actually, apples that they would hang on the tree representing the tree from the garden. And that was where the, that's where we all understand Adam and Eve ate from an apple. It goes that far back. We don't know what kind of fruit it was, but, but there's so many traditions we partake in, we, we, we participate in, we don't even know where they came from. Uh, I know Thanksgiving, it kicks off, right? And it's like, well, why do we do a lot of the things that we do at Thanksgiving, right? Well, Advent is one of those things that's just a longstanding tradition, but a lot of people don't know anything about it. But if you did, I, I, what happened to me is when I found out, I thought, I want to do that. There's, there's some serious meaning behind this whole Advent thing. And uh, specifically this Advent, I have been working overtime. The Lord gave me a word, just a, a peaceful word. I was in prayer one day, and the Lord said, I want you to cover that with Advent. That, that, was, the, that was the kind of the word the Lord gave me. And it was just in prayer. It wasn't like an audible voice came and a light shined in my room. No, it was just like I, I was stressing out about something. I was praying and offering to the Lord. And the Lord said, why don't you cover that in Advent? I went, yeah, and, and I can't tell you how many times a day I'm going, Lord, I cover that in Advent. I have no words for what's happening in Kentucky right now, but in the name of Jesus, I cover that in Advent. I'm not designed, listen to me, beloved, hear me in Jesus' name. If, if I'm your shepherd, if I'm your pastor, listen to me now. We were not designed to carry that much weight. We weren't designed to carry the weight of the world in the palm of our hand. And we go, oh, oh, and people are killed and everything's terrible. We weren't designed to carry this kind of stress. And so I, once again, I said, Lord, I cover that in Advent. And I'm praying for the people in Kentucky. Please be praying for the people in Kentucky. It's all over the world, though. This kind of stuff, listen, tragedy takes no time off, doesn't care who you are, doesn't care how wealthy you are, how poor you are. It's coming after us. So Advent is one of those moments where we can stop and go, oh, wait a minute. I want to take in Advent. And so we've been celebrating Advent with our wreath. Just as, There's specific points. I'll talk about them later today. But I wanted you to let you know you have this. Lord of the Rings fans in the house? Any Lord of the Rings fans? Okay. I got this for you, Advent, right here. Here's a little Advent for you. Let's see if you can pull this one off. Oh, come, oh, come, Emmanuel. Emmanuel's already come. Well, he has come once, yes. But what about the second coming? Lord of the Rings fans. Second breakfasts? Okay, all right. The rest are going... I don't get it. You weren't supposed to. You've been left out. Welcome to it. Uh, the, the, uh, hopefully the rest, you can join in the rest of Advent today. But uh, I, found, I saw this and I just started cracking up because I thought, oh yeah, second breakfast, 11 Anyway, today we're, we're talking about joy. And, uh, and that's something crazy. We even sing this song, Joy to the World. But I'll tell you, that is something that gets missed that fast. Christmas time, we go, oh, it's all joy to the world. No, not so much, right? 
there is a process of preparation that happens during the holiday season. And for us in the Walker House, the fall decor never made it out of the, their boxes. You know, like we have like fall wreaths that go on the door, you know, and, and we have a fall tablecloth that goes out and, you know, some like decorative stuffed pumpkins that go around the house or whatever, you know, all that stuff. It never made it out. We just, it, the season just kicked off without us. And so literally the fourth Wednesday of November, we went, ah, it's tomorrow, right? And because we had all these people coming there, so I'm getting the wreaths down out of the attic, putting up the fall wreaths on there. I'm doing all this other stuff. I'm like, it's tomorrow, right? Well, uh, we got that fancy fall tablecloth that's been hanging in the hall closet since last November, you know, and it got out the day before, got out the card table, the folding chairs, you know, all that stuff, right? Well, Grandma is uh, busily setting the, the table that Wednesday. She's setting the table with her, her crystal and her fine china. That was the thing that was way done, done back in the day. Nobody, nobody does that anymore. I, I don't know. I enjoy it. But she got this crystal. They were stationed in the Air Force in Izmir, Turkey, and she bought china from uh, Germany and had it arrived in Turkey. It was a worldwide thing, kind of thing. So it was really wild. That, my wife, by the way, was born in Izmir, Turkey. If you ever ask her, there, there's, my, there's my claim to fame. She born in Turkey, married to Turkey. It's one of those things. Uh, I don't know. Uh, but so here's what happens. So we're getting busy. Everything's going, I mean, and we are cranking out. I'm, I'm making homemade cubed bread for the stuffing. This is all Wednesday, right? We're getting it all ready. Thursday hits, and I mean, you wouldn't have known what happened the day before by Thursday morning. It was like, wow, this actually looks like it's coming together, right? It arrives, and then family and friends, and we invited a couple of neighbors in our neighborhood that just, I knew, shouldn't be alone on Thanksgiving Day. And so we said, hey, you need to come over, come to our house, you come join us. And my wife's like, it's the day before Thanksgiving. I'm like, I know, but we got plenty, you know, so let's do this, right? Uh, so we had everything ready. It was Thanksgiving morning, right? Potatoes, check. Gravy, check, right? Uh, the stuffing, check. Salt and pepper shakers, check, you know, because you always have that all the right. Well, the guests start walking through the door, and uh, literally everything is ready. You guys know the moment I'm talking about? You're, you're hosting Thanksgiving. Everything's ready. I am doing the turkey. The turkey's doing the turkey. So I'm getting the turkey going, and I'm getting it carved. I'm getting the white meat over here and the dark meat over here. and I get, Everything's done. Everything's done. Literally, guests are walking through our front door, and I'm with the turkey, and boop, I knock over a, cor- a glass Brand new glass quart jar of olive oil onto the floor. Literally as they're walking into the kitchen. I'm like, I hate Thanksgiving, right? Zero to Grinch in like two seconds. It happened. Does that happen to anybody else? I don't know. Why, Why is that? I can be so finicky, Right? So there's, there's oil all over the floor. And of course, it's it, the shards of glass. And my granddaughter, who's one, is like, ah! Well, guests get here, right? We, we had a great evening. We cleaned up the oil. We had a great evening. Lots of stories, lots of laughter, lots of catching up. Uh, and of course, dessert filling the evening and our bellies, right? But our guests leave. We load the dishwasher. We wipe down the counters, right? 
we turn off the lights, we call it a day, and what a day it was. It was just packed, right? Well, Friday arrives, that morning arrives, and, you know, everything's pretty quiet. So we open the dishwasher, we put away the dishes, we wipe, you know, get everything else done. Now the card table gets put back into the garage and the folding table, you know, and the, and the uh, folding chairs back into the closet. Now out of the laundry comes that folding table, that tablecloth that gets folded and stuck back in the closet for another year, right? And, and it's just one of these things, right? But now it's Friday and all, it's all done. House is back in order. You know, and, and then Friday night, you're having leftovers, right? Lord, we thank you for this food and the hands that repaired it, right? It's been, it's, it's been redone, right? We, it's, it's great. Saturday morning. <sighs> House is peaceful. And you know what we do? We move the car out of the garage and pull down all the Christmas decorations and then stuff them. And I'm like, what is wrong with me? Right? It's, it's, it, it just happens. Am I alone in this? Is anybody relating to what I'm talking about? I'm like, what just happened, right? We pull everything out down, down. The red and green boxes are all coming down. Uh, we, have, we have a fake tree, so it comes down, you know, and it goes up into the living room, and we're, we're getting the porcelain nativity scenes out of the bubble wrap, and, you know, and the wooden cranberries are being undone, and then, and then the, the, the uh, ornaments are picked and then you have to space them correctly from top to bottom and round around and all this right and I look around and my house it feels like a disaster area all of a sudden again I'm like what just happened right and Christmas is being unpacked the living room has got lights in it it's got the advent calendar the wreath is over here we've changed out the Thanksgiving wreaths for the Christmas wreaths now right the Thanksgiving wreaths hung for two days Wednesday and Thursday, right? It's like, it was crazy, right? And it's total chaos. And here's my question. Where's the joy? That, that's me. I'm like, this is supposed to be joy. And, and then I hear the Lord say, cover it in Advent. I, I got to get there somehow. And, and I think that's, it's a kindness for, toward me. I think it's a kindness where the Lord gives me that kind of a, a hint. And he keeps reminding me, hey, cover that in Advent. And I go, right. This is not it. There's something else going way beyond what's happening here. Open up your Bibles with me. Luke chapter 2. Come on. I hope you bring your Bibles to, to church because, man, we're not reading from Reader's Digest, and you've got plenty of other things that will distract you on your phone. Bring a Bible. I know. I grew up in a church, right, where my pastor said that the sound of pages is the sound of angels' wings. That's what he said. He goes, I love to hear when people do this. And I, I was like, oh, yeah, okay. I, I, I know it's old-fashioned. I like a paper Bible. Tree Bible, not an e-Bible. I'm into it. Okay, Luke chapter 2, check this out. We, we got to the first part of the story last week. Check out the second part. We talked about the shepherds. They got the angel, angelic visit in the, in, the, in the fields, and they head into Bethlehem, right, and they go see the baby, right? Luke chapter 2, starting in verse 16 today. Here's where we're going to pick up the story, right? They, they said, hey, let's go see this thing the Lord has told us about. And then verse 16. They hurry to the village, these shepherds, and they find Mary and Joseph, and there is the baby lying in the manger, just like the angel said, right? 
After seeing him, the shepherds tell everybody what happened and what the angel had said to them about this child. And all who heard the shepherd's story. Now here's, here's the thing I want you, because you've got to catch the scene. Remember Joseph and Mary, remember we talked about this last week, Joseph and Mary, they, they come from Galilee, right? They come from over here and because of the census they had to go to Bethlehem. So they arrive in Bethlehem and there's no room in the Motel 6 and so they say, hey, you can stay in the barn, right? This is where the saying comes from. Remember, were you born in a barn? Jesus said it, for, it was said to him first, right? So here, they're all here. They're in the barn. And here's the thing. It's, so these shepherds show up. They, they, they're, uh, they're, after seeing them, the shepherds told everyone. Who's the everyone? Is there more than Joseph and Mary in the barn? Who's the everyone? Tell everybody about what happened and the angel had said to them. And this is, all who heard the shepherd's story were astonished. Verse 19, but Mary, on the other hand, listen to this. I love this kept all these things in her heart and thought about them often. Kept all these things in her heart and thought about them often. This is what's happening for me with cover it with Advent. I think about that often. Cover it with Advent. Mary's hearing these things. You know what else I think she's pondering in her heart? The first time the angel visited her. And she's kind of giggling, going, oh, you guys think you had an angelic visit. You should have seen mine. See, she's pondering. She's thinking about these things in her heart often. Shepherds go back to their flock, glorifying God, praising God, right? All they had seen and heard, it was just as the angel had told them. Beloved, oh, beloved, there's the joy. There's the joy. It's it's the hope and the faith that we've been talking about over the last couple of weeks. It's right here. It, it transcends the ups and downs. Because again, you've got you to keep in mind the context. And, and, and it's what's called in the old-fashioned, anytime you can work a way, you can work Latin into a speech somewhere, it's got to be intelligent, right? So, right? Lectio Divina, right? Well, here's this this divine revelation right you go if I was there what was that like to leave Galilee go to Bethlehem have shepherds show up I'm sitting in a barn what's that all about I try and place myself in the story and go what's this if I was a bystander just watching it what would I feel what's happening here right I'll tell you for Mary and Joseph the joy was in the journey from Galilee to Bethlehem isn't that where we tell the stories? Remember that time we were on the road trip? We were almost out of gas. We, this happened to me. We were, we were out of gas. We stopped at that gas station. I come from a family, seven kids. We're all in, this is back in the day when they didn't make vehicles enough for seven kids, right? You know, you had station wagon where the two kids are sitting facing the back, right? Okay. So we stopped for gas. And then we all got in the car and we started headed out again. And we're about 20 minutes down the road and realized we've left my sister at the gas station. Okay, see, the joy is in the journey. If you have eyes to see, the joy is in the journey from Nazareth to Bethlehem. It's inconvenient. She's nine months pregnant and either riding on the donkey or walking that distance. That is not joyful, but there's something going on here. I think the joy is in the interruption. When I see the story, I go, wait. <laughs> Remember where the shepherds were? Get the, get the picture again. Shepherds are in their fields watching their flocks by night. 
Mary's having a baby, and then the smelly shepherds show up in the middle of the night. I just want some sleep. Who are all these people? I, I, I can, I'm just imagining, like, you've got to be kidding me. It's already bad. I'm already not comfortable. I just had a baby, and now who are all these people? And who's watching the sheep, or did they bring them with them? These are the questions I ask. These are the questions I'm asking, because I look at the story, I go, wait a minute. See, the joy is happening here in the unknown. Now what? Because I just had a baby. I'm not at home. I'm from Galilee. Who wants to have a baby not at home? Back in the day, right? It's one thing, right? Now, now home births are coming back, right? But it was like, I'm not in my, I'm not in my place. Who wants to do that? Well, Mary, in the midst, is treasuring something. She's keeping something for herself. She's right here, and she's holding something deep. She's treasuring something. And what is the difference? What's the difference between what's happening with Mary? Anybody, anybody want to agree with me this is crazy moments? Crazy, right? She's on the road having a baby. Here's the difference. You can fill this in. This is part of your, your uh, app this morning. Joy is an inner feeling. Happiness is an outward expression. And we got to get this. This is where the joy is. Joy is an inner feeling. How can she be feeling joy? And what I'm imagining is there's some joy here. When it says she's thinking about these things often. I don't think she's going, I'm thinking about them often. She's thinking about these things often. Think of Here's a word, serenity. See, serenity is an inner thing. It's, think about inner contentment. Contentment is something that happens inside. It manifests itself outside when people go, oh, that's all right, no thank you. Think about satisfaction. Satisfaction is something that happens inner, but it's manifested outer. It's an inner thing, or, or confidence, you see people, you, people walk into a room and you go, that person's confident. But you see the outward manifestation of it, right? See, joy is a lot like stress. It's an inner thing. Stress is actually an inner thing. Keep in mind, the body keeps the score, okay? And so there is an outward manifestation. You can call that blood pressure. You can call that migraines. You can call all kinds of manifestations to stress. But stress is an inner thing because we're not dealing with the things on the outer. When the things are coming at us, right, we're not dealing with the difficulties that we're dealt with. And so, the, again, the body keeps the score. So the blood pressure goes up, the heart palpitates, et cetera, et cetera, right? According to the American Institute of Stress, 110 million Americans are on stress medication. Maybe you're one of them. I don't know. During the holiday season, another million people right now are trying to battle what's called holiday blues. And I, and I am familiar with depression. I, I am familiar with depression and the pain that it holds. And I fight my own battle to stay out of that pit. But to deal with depression, we first, we've got to come to a place of total surrender. Surrender to God and his plan for my healing. 
his plan for my healing. Whether I understand the plan or not, he has a plan for my healing. And, and beloved, I need you to hear this. Please hear this. God's heart toward his children, listen to me, is always restoration and healing. I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what's in your life. I don't know what you've been through. I don't know what happens when the relatives show up with unresolved issues with you. It's Aunt so-and-so is here again. Uncle so-and-so showed up. And, and the inner is in conflict. It shifts. When you see them, it's the family. I don't, know what, I don't know what you're dealing with, but I'm telling you this. Hear me out. God's plan is always restoration and healing. Always. We just got to hear him. We got to hear his prescription for it versus our prescription for it. Our prescription is some television, something to drink, something to smoke, something to take, something to eat. I don't know what your prescription is. I have a list of my prescriptions. But the Lord says, I could fix that for you. I could heal that for you. I'm like, yeah. So let's start there. You can fill this in. Joy endures hardships and troubles. Oh, you guys, it endures the, the difficult times. Here's why. Because it connects with something that's bigger. And that's our meaning and purpose in life. The meaning and purpose inside of us. God says, I have a plan for you. There ain't no plan that could be good coming out of what's happening right now. Just lost my job. Think about, again, think about, I placed myself in Kentucky. What am I doing two weeks before Christmas when I have no home? When the stores are destroyed, everything, everything's down. What good could come of this? See, joy happens because joy is not based on the circumstance. Joy is connected to something deeper. Joy is connected to something deep inside of me. It's not dependent on who I am and the circumstances around me. It's dependent on who he is and what he says he has done. He said, I've taken care of all this. Oh, then I guess I don't need to worry about it. He says, I take care of my own. Oh, then I guess I don't need to worry about it. If I can dress the birds of the air and the flowers of the field with this kind of beauty, you don't think I can take care of you? Oh, yeah, I, I don't need to worry about that. And that's, beloved, please hear me. That is hard when my house is rubble. That is hard when my spouse decides to leave. That is hard when my child is in rehab. That is hard when, you see, the, these moments. Christmas is a time of celebration, it's about fresh starts. Christmas is a time of fresh beginnings, and nothing says hope and anticipation like a newborn baby. You can't resist it. My wife says, it's creepy, honey. I'm like, I just want to eat them. I mean, they're like, my wife, she's like, babe, you can't say that. I'm like, but they look so delicious. I mean, I know you're all going, should we be going to church here? Now, now here, here's something. I, I'm, not a, I'm not a big fan of television, but I do love, I do love watching home improvement shows. Like, oh, we're going to do this. We're going to remodel this. And a, a recent program, the designer was sitting with the homeowner and said, you know, the first thing we're going to do is we've got to remove these windows. I'm like, it was so bizarre. You know, I kind of I caught it in the middle. I was like, that's the first thing you're going to start with? You know, and I hadn't seen the house yet. And then they showed the house and I was like, oh, I get it, right? And the windows were this, 
this shower glass obscure 70s gold. You know what I'm talking about? It was in the front door of my, my house when I first bought it, right? I was like, that has to go, right? The windows let in very little light. And, and I could see it, right? And, and it made it almost impossible to see in or out, right? And the result, you could see it in the house. The house was very isolated, right? And, and you could see the, the distressed, the homeowners, right? But I really like my privacy. I really like my privacy. And if I thought anybody could see in, I'd feel totally exposed, right? And they're like, they're like I don't know if we can get rid of these windows. That kind of reminds me how, how we deal with difficulties in life. I don't want anybody to see. I don't want to feel exposed. I'm not going to tell anybody what's actually happening in my life. So you know what we do? We obscure the windows of our soul. We use emotional excuses in order to avoid dealing with the pain. I, I am disappointed. My son, this is what my son has done, and it is a disappointment. This is what happened in our finances, and, I, and I'm disappointed. But I'm not going to tell anybody that. I'm not going to tell anybody that. I'm going to obscure the windows. And the result is darkness and loneliness and isolation. And here's, I think, the worst part. Missed opportunities for restoration. Because we don't share. I'm having a hard week. This has been a hard week. That that moment allows somebody else to go, I can be praying for this person. I can encourage this person. I, you know what? I have, I have that stupid gift card someone gave me that I haven't used in a year. I'm going to give it to them. I, I, I don't know. I don't know what the solution is, but I know the Lord speaks that fast. When I start hearing those things, I go, oh, what's my part in the restoration? That's why we're in, our li in the lives of one another. So take this down. This is for your app this morning. The first step, stepping away from what I call mental illness in the full spectrum of what that is toward mental wellness is recognizing this. I'm not okay. And then being able to just say that. I'm not okay. It's okay. How's everything? Everything's great. It's especially frustrating with Christians, right? How are you? Oh man, if I was any more blessed, I'd be twins, right? It's like, st stop that. Stop that. Is it, is it really that good? There's nothing, oh yes, everything's wonderful. I'm like, wow, where do you live? We have, to, we have to get real before we can get right. We gotta get real before we can get right. We gotta stop the cycle of numb and then dumb prescriptions. I'm just gonna do this. It's time we stop writing and fulfilling out our own prescriptions for pain. We have, we have our own personal pharmacies. We don't go to Rite Aid. We don't go to Save On. We, we, I got Marty's pharmacy. He'll take care of that. It's, it's a problem. And until we're willing to risk being transparent, think back to those obscure windows, we are never going to understand or effectively deal with the funk that doesn't just happen at Christmas time. It happens all the time. The second step is directly linked to the first, and that's a choice to be connected to people. First, I got to say, I'm not okay. But then second, I got to tell somebody that I'm not okay. I got to recognize the first. This is not all right. I'm, I'm writing prescriptions for myself that will not be good. Hey, um, I'm writing prescriptions for myself that will not be good. That's the second step. Somebody's got to know what's going on in our life. And the third step, I have it for you here, 
In this Christmas season, listen to me, we must pursue, we must pursue happiness, but we, listen to me now, choose joy. I have to make a choice. See, we're pursuing happiness. I want this. I want that. I want to get this for Christmas. What do they want for Christmas? Let's pursue these things that make us happy. But, but I'm asking, let's pursue, let's pursue the happiness. That's okay. But let's choose joy. I'm going to choose joy. I'm going to choose to cover this Christmas chaos with Advent joy. Financial pressures. They open up like a sinkhole, right? And, and all of a sudden, our Christmas joy, our Advent joy wants to be stolen, wants to destroy our peace. Our schedules are demanding so much of our time, huh? We gotta go, we gotta go, we gotta go. False expectations leaving us empty, hollow. We're struggling. It's like, wow, what do we do? These people want these things from us. And the darkness is just waiting. It's like a pit waiting for us to fall in. Come on over this way. And it'll grab us. We can choose to make Christmas different. And we choose that by choosing to praise God. Choose, it's choosing joy. Philippians 4.8 says this. Brothers and sisters, and he says dear brothers and sisters. That word is beloved. Dear brothers and sisters. That's why I use the word beloved from this pulpit so often. Because God calls me beloved, and listen to me now, God calls you beloved. And not beloved, he calls you beloved. I want you to keep in mind this one thing, this final thing. You gotta get your brain focused on this. Get your heart connected to this. One final thing, you gotta think about what is true. You gotta think about what is, listen to this, honorable. You gotta think about what is right. You gotta think about what is pure, what is lovely, what is admirable. Check that list. That is not what I've been thinking about. <laughs> I've been thinking about, we gotta go here, we gotta buy that, we gotta get this done, this has to be run here, I gotta get this over to the post office, we gotta send this off, we have to buy this, we gotta order this, it's Amazon, now that the Amazon warehouse burned down, what are we, I, right, oh my gosh. Paul says we gotta think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. That'll change things. We choose to focus on the victories and joys that we've experienced during this year. It's been a hard year. But when we do that, we then find ways to share the victories and the joys with other people. See, again, I'm not okay. I have to share that I'm not okay. Watch this. Wow, I have things to praise God for. I have things to praise God. See, it involves other people. We gotta be with other people. Romans 15, 13 says this. I pray, and I went over this the first week, I pray that, that God, who is the source of hope, Christmas, that we have hope, right? He will fill you completely with, here it comes, joy and peace. We're gonna talk about peace next week. I hope you'll be here for that. Because you trust in him. Then you'll over, don't trust in the boats getting unloaded in Long Beach Harbor. Don't trust that. Don't trust Amazon will get it shipped on time. Don't trust that. Don't trust in him. Then, I love this, then you'll overflow with confident hope for the power of the Holy Spirit. That's what happens. The Holy Spirit flows through us. The reason I'm talking about these things today 
is because joy is just one part of this Advent wreath that we've been talking about. Hope in that first week, then faith, and then today, joy. Again, next week, peace. I also share this with you because joy is a huge piece that I think we overlook when it comes to the scriptures. I think Jesus wants to give us this joy that I'm talking about. Keep in mind, inner, not outer. Something that goes, I think about these things often. Isn't that beautiful? Mary kept all these things in her heart and thought about them often. And I think Jesus wants to give us his joy. Because his joy will make our joy mature. I want to be mature. I want to grow up. His joy will make my joy whole. I'm going to light these candles. I've been doing this week after week, right? This one over here, we started number one. This was hope, right? Then we came over here, faith. And then this third week, we're talking about joy. Next week, we're going to like this one called peace. Anybody need some peace in their life? And then I'm going to give you this candle. Everybody goes home with the love candle. This is one we light on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. And if you don't have the other three or four, that's cool. Just light this one and go, this is the day that God so loved the world he gave his only son that whoever believed in him. See, that's, that's what that candle's all about. We'll, we'll light that one on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. It's up to you. Let's read this scripture in John chapter 15, verse 11. Here's what Jesus says. I have, read this together. I have told you these things so that you will be filled with my joy. Yes, your joy will overflow. Anybody need some overflow joy? I, I do. I do. I need some overflow joy. And it's tough. Life's tough. And, 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 I, and I don't claim to know what you're going through, but I do claim to know someone who does. Who cares enough and says, I can cover that for you. I can restore that for you. I can heal that for you. I don't know what you're going through, but, but I've been there and beyond. I've been betrayed by my family members, by my best friends. I've been betrayed by people who at one day said, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. And in a week's time said, crucify him, crucify him. I know what that's like. I know what it means to live in poverty. I know what it means to live without transportation. I know what it right? He borrowed the donkey, remember? I know what it means. Whatever you're going through, I've been there. Jesus comes to you today, beloved, and he says, been there. Let me walk with you through that. Let me give you my joy so that your joy overflows. Let's cover that with Advent. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that as we come today to praise you, we're going to think on things that are praiseworthy. We're going to thank you and praise you for what you have done, what you are doing, and what you will do tomorrow. No, we'll start out this afternoon when we leave this building. You've got plans for us. I don't understand what happens in my life, but I do know you're over me. You're watching over me.